This episode of the MGMA podcast is brought to you by Walmart Business. It's the Walmart you love, now for business. Get everything you need for your staff and patients in one place. Enjoy big savings on health and safety products, cleaning supplies, over-the-counter medications, and much more. And don't forget the break room snacks. Create a free account today and start shopping at business.walmart.com. That's business.walmart.com. From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. I want to show them that that this event and the content and the networking that we're going to produce is going to change them in their careers, in their organizations. And that's the bar we're reaching for. That's Andy Swanson on expectations for MGMA's fall conference. We'll hear more from Andy about the event and how healthcare professionals can rise above during these unprecedented times. But first, a word from our sponsor. Is physician profitability a problem in your hospital-owned practice? Then let InThrive Analytics help drill into your physician data and get a clearer picture. At one of the nation's largest multi-institutional healthcare delivery systems, with 92 hospitals and 107 continuing care locations, InThrive Analytics aggregated data from 62 disparate billing systems into one, providing unprecedented visibility to monitor performance and implement improvement plans. Bottom line, the organization realized a 15% reduction in loss per physician, 30% improvement in productivity, and 20% improvement in schedule density. Visit nthrive.com to learn how your organization can leverage analytics and achieve similar results. The world is relying on the excellence of our healthcare leaders now more than ever. Here to expand on excellence and how it ties into a recent MGMA announcement is Andy Swanson, MGMA Vice President of Industry Insights and Business Intelligence. Andy, thanks so much for joining us today. You got it. It's good to talk with you this morning. Now, we're currently experiencing some unique challenges with the COVID-19 outbreak and I first wanted to just get your thoughts on what MGMA is doing to help the healthcare community. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's just an unprecedented time for all of us. And um, just watching how provider organizations, physicians, nurses, techs, MAs, all, all the people that MGMA intersects with on a day-to-day basis are handling this is, it's really inspiring. Um, and I think it's, it's a situation where the best is coming out in, in all of the people that work in our industry. And it's, it's, you know, a privilege for us to be a part of it. You know, obviously what we're trying to do is, is just trying to support people in that kind of journey. Um, so obviously since we're not seeing patients on a day-to-day basis, we just want to help um, practices thrive and survive in this. Um, unfortunately, um, because if you're not dealing with COVID patients, um, everybody else is staying at home. So you know, on a recent stat um, poll that we did, um, we've seen 97% of practices are reporting a drop in patient volume, and, and of those, 71% are reporting 50% or more drop. So it's it's a significant strain um, on our industry now, and we see 
the layoffs and furloughs and time away that people are being asked to take. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's difficult for us to watch while we rely on these providers and practices to support us through this time, we need to do everything we can to support their businesses. And so that's what MGMA is trying to do. Um, we've got a couple of different pages up on our website to help people with the regulatory um, side of things and the operational side of things. Um, we're seeing a lot of people um, take advantage of um, some of the changes in regulation around telehealth um, from a billing perspective um, and making sure that they have kind of their digital um, footprints and practices um, to, to serve patients up and running as well as they possibly can. Um, and things like cash flow, um, just wanting to make sure that people are staying aggressive um, with their payers, um, both on the government side and the private side to make sure that, that the cash is flowing through their practices so they can get paid and pay their staffs. Um, so those are just a couple of things that MGMA is helping um, with in the industry as we're watching um, practices go through a really difficult time. Yeah, thank, thanks for those thoughts. And speaking of resources, I know that we've been talking internally about uh, a huge new project uh, or a evolved project from MGMA uh, that's gonna be rolling out this fall. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, we're really excited about it. Um, we're calling it the Medical Practice Excellence Conference. Um, and it's, it's born out of a, a historical or legacy um, event that we've run, previously known as our annual conference. But um, what I think is exciting about this re-envisioned event is that, and, and especially in the times that we're in right now, MGMA really wants to open our doors to the entire medical practice industry. And um, not just MGMA members um, or purchasers of our data products or anything else, but, but really say to the community, hey, listen, we're here to support excellence in medical group practice. And if you're involved in our industry, let's come and talk about it. So what we're envisioning for this event is to have all the best and brightest, um, both from a speaker perspective, our solution providers, the, the, the people who serve our industry, um, and, and of course, attendees, right? Leaders in, in medical practice um, all around the country, even globally, um, to start to come and talk about what makes excellence in medical practice. And that's a, obviously a far and wide sort of um, swath to, to cover. Um, but as we're planning our first, um, I think it, it, it started to illuminate not just best practices, but really cutting edge things that are going on that other people can learn from, bring back to their medical groups, um, talk with and work with others at the event um, to talk about how it applied to their groups, and then really give them the steps and empower them with the, the tools and resources they would need in order to take that back to the organizations and make it happen um, so that we can be a part of distributing all of this excellence that, that's happening in pockets and scale it and help our, help our attendees really deliver that back to their communities that they serve. Yeah, having been part of the former version of it, annual conference the last couple of years, I've seen it evolve each year. There are new things added to it to address the needs of healthcare professionals. What about this year? What is new? What's, what's changing about it? Yeah, um, I'd say really three big ones. Um, the first one is is um, just kind of an involvement of, of, of an existing thing. Um, obviously, given where we are um, with the global health crisis right now, um, we're really putting a little bit more effort and initiative behind our virtual conference. So um, in the past, we've streamed this event um, live, and we're going to do that, but do it kind of in, in an emboldened sort of way so that if um, people are experiencing travel bans in their organizations and they can't get on a plane to come join us, um, certainly we want to enable them to attend and, and take part of some of the excellence that we'll be delivering at, at, the, at the event. So we'll really bolster um, kind of the, the video or virtual conference aspect of it. And then two in person. Um, first, we really want to um, 
uh, really strengthen the, the networking um, that's that's being built at these events. And so um, what we're going to do is is run a cohort experience all the way across the event. So you'll meet with your cohort um, that you choose at the beginning of the event, um, and then you'll connect with them in each day of the event so that you can talk about what are you learning? What are you hearing? How does this actually impact what's going on in your practice differently than maybe a friend or colleague that's going through it at the same time. Um, and really talk about kind of the nuances of how do you take the learning that's going on at the event and then bring it back to kind of your practice and have that discussion all the way through the event. Um, so that's a, that's a big change and one that we're excited about. And the other I would say is kind of better integrating our attendees with our solution center. Everybody's gone to a conference and gone to an exhibit hall before, walked the aisles um, and had kind of awkward conversations, right? With exhibitors right. Um, at the event. And what we're trying to do is better um, convey both to our, our those, those partners, our exhibitors at the event, but also our attendees that listen, these people who are providing solutions into our industry are actually solving problems in an effective manner. And, and so, whereas yesterday you might've thought is if I go up and talk to somebody, I'm going to get a sales pitch, right? Um, why I need to work with their company or why, you know, what we're trying to encourage both the, the, the attendees as well as the, the people in, in the solution center is to say, Hey, listen, let's talk about the problems that people are facing. Let's talk about how, in this case, this company is helping their customers try to solve it. And if that's something that's, that's of interest, then great. Then you can go on and have a, a more, you know, salesy kind of sort of kind of conversation about, you know, would, would this organization work well with your practice? If not, Hey, thanks for your perspective on how you, your company's tackling that, that, that subject or that problem for other customers. Appreciate the insight. Right. And on, we move down to the next one to talk about you know, how are you dealing with this, this, this particular issue. So I think that's, that's a different way to think about how to use a different part of our organization to bring excellence into our practices um, maybe differently than we've done before. Yeah, and you you mentioned problems, and that's something that uh, MGMA has been addressing since this outbreak happened. We've developed a community center. We've gotten a lot of feedback from practices out there who are struggling. So what are you envisioning over the next six months, even a year, as to those biggest pain points practices will have, and, and how can we help address those? Sure. Um, by the time this event happens in October, um, this will be a whole different ball of wax, right? I mean, here we are at the end of April and, and we're watching the country start to consider, um, you know, releasing people back out of their homes and, and out of stay at home. So, you know, here in Colorado where we are, we're talking about, you know, reintroduction of elective procedures, right? And, and getting people back to their providers and physicians. Um, so I think what we're going to see immediately is um, kind of this pent up demand, right? Reintroduce into our market. And so for those organizations who had to lay off or furlough staff, it's going to be a challenge, right? You're going to have people who who are used to coming to your practice or or needed to come to your practice and and they want to schedule time first week in May and and you may or may not have staff. So we're going to have reintroduction of, of employees back into their workforce. We're going to have a scheduling crisis almost, right? We're going to, we're going to have this, all these people wanting to get in right now. Um, we're not going to have enough days or hours in the, in the week to see them all. Um, so we're going to have this kind of pent up demand that we're going to have to serve. All the while, people who either were laid off or furloughed may not come back to your practice. They may go find a different job. So we're going to see a rash of hiring um, and reintroduction of the workforce back into their practices or new practices. All, while all of that's happening, we, we kind of deal with the operational challenges of getting all this demand back through the system. Um, we got to balance 
how are we getting, um, how are we working with our insurance carriers to make sure that cash flow is, is, is continuing to come in and that we're getting paid at a, at a rapid clip? There's a big regulatory comp component of this that we don't know yet. How is telehealth going to continue to be um, implemented or, or de deployed in our practices? And a lot of that's a payment conversation. If, if pay continues to be on par from a, t from a digital or telehealth experience, as it is with a face-to-face -face visit, then groups will have now a, an alternative approach. But if, if Congress rolls back the payment on, on virtual visits, then I think we're going to see you know, where we were three or four months ago, right? And telehealth will go back to being a, a convenience service, but not one that medical groups firmly embrace because payment isn't there with it. So these are all things that we're going to deal with here over the coming six months. What I'm excited about is at Medical Practice Excellence Conference, this will be a place to talk about all that, right? You know, how, how did March and April, how did we all handle and, and try to hold on through March and April? And then what has May through October brought to us? And what have we learned from both experiences, right? And I think there will be different learnings from both. Right. And we've all heard that term, the new normal. And we're not, we know what the new normal is right now. We're all at home, but that's, some of that is being lifted now. So by the time uh, the show rolls around in October, certainly we're hoping that more and more of those are lifted by then. People will be there. They'll be excited to network with each other, to really figure out, you know, share stories as well. Um, in thinking about it that way, uh, we've talked about the problems, but at Impact, how are the solutions going to be met? Are you, are you envisioning what the sessions will look like or what the networking type events will look like there? Yeah, before I get into the sessions, I just, I was holding out on one exciting thing that I wanted to tell you sure. about because I, I was waiting for it to come up and I think this is the, the place. What I'm really excited about is um, we're introducing a new set of organizational awards to recognize those, those organizations amongst us or within our industry that are, that are doing it the best. So for years, MGMA has been um, recognizing um, the contributions of a few exemplary leaders in our industry. Um, and what we're doing is we're expanding that to, to begin to recognize um, some of the excellence that are, that's going on in organizations out there. And, and there are three awards that we're going we're gonna to award. The first is a financial excellence award. Um, the groups that are most productive, you know, that are, are most efficient, um, that are, 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 are getting their revenue um, balanced with their costs the best, right? And, and, and that, is, is, that is one way to highlight um, and bring forward some of the excellence that's being um, distributed um, or, or demonstrated in the market. The second is, you know, what's the best practice to work in? So we, we know there's best places to work, right? There are also best practices to work in. So the places that have the highest employee satisfaction, the places where physicians and providers are highly engaged in their work, the team environment is great. And, and in the end, patient satisfaction or patient engagement is super high because of that. So we want to recognize that. And then third, for this year, um, what we're looking forward to is, is really recognizing those groups who are rising above, and we'll just call it that, Rise Above Award, those groups that have served their communities during this difficult time in a way that has been above and beyond, right? And, and you know that there are groups out there and, and physicians and, and nurses and, and staff who are, who are just really going insanely above and beyond and, and really touching so many lives um, in their communities, and we want to highlight um, some of those stories. And I think that, that Daniel, is where we're going to be able to really show people and bring them into the story and, and give them inspiration, but also give them a, a roadmap to help um, themselves, be it financially, 
be it as the best place to work or be it as a community service provider. Those awards, will they be rolled out throughout the summer then? Is that what you're envisioning right now? Yeah, the Financial Excellence Award um, is a nomination process that is through data submission at MGMA. Um, so that, that process is already um, well underway. Um, the others are going to be rolled out here in May. Um, so we're looking forward to casting our net to hear um, from, from folks in our industry who are working hard at these things. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing those stories and, and seeing the nominations and then being able to select the winners. Yeah, that is exciting. So I, I wanted to go back to something else we were talking about earlier. We were talking about there are issues, there are challenges people are uh, dealing with right now. So you're setting up impact. So it will allow uh, the solutions for the problems that they're having. How will that be engineered or designed? Do you have certain networking events? Or are they certain types of sessions that will address those problems? Yeah, sure. So in addition to the award winners, which of course we want to highlight because they're doing it excellently too, but um, all of our content um, is geared around kind of providing these solutions. So um, we're, we're introducing education pathways um, and those pathways are built so that if you come to the event with a, a particular kind of um, roadmap of, of content that you want to explore and in and, and problems inside of a, a singular track, um, you know, we've got some pathways around things like data, right? So if, if you are if you are wrestling in your organization with all the ways that you could and should be using data to present, analyze, um, help with the decision guide, um, pathway around data, then we want to be able to, to serve you with kind of a bunch of sessions that are tied to different aspects of data that you can bring back to your group. Um, things like virtual care success strategies. I talked a little bit before about tele. Um, so if, if you're wrestling with We've introduced telehealth, you know, we've gotten our platform up and running through the pandemic. We want to really optimize it. We want to show you different ways that you can do that all through digital and virtual care. Um, and then transforming patient care would be another kind of pathway that's, you know, if you're an organization that's really in the throes of transitioning from fee-for-service to value-based care, um, there's a lot of people who have kind of been down that road before you and we want to bring their real world solutions to problems that you're experiencing right now to you so the sessions in that pathway are all about you know when do i make the switch and how do i make the switch and what are my payer conversations like and um how does how does that change my operational you know patient flow just through my practice and all those things that people are wrestling with to make sure that they're optimizing not just care but the payment of that care um, in a value-based environment. So those are just a few kind of, I would say, newer pathways that we built on top of some of the more foundational things, um, you know, reestablishing the foundations of successful medical practices. So if you're struggling with, you know, just, just the, the revenue cycle management um, issues that, that happen with practices on a day in, day in, day in and day out basis, how do you, how are there new techniques to, to, to address some of the, the longstanding challenges that practices have faced? Um, you know, what I'll say about all of these pathways is that um, the content that we are choosing has to demonstrate excellence. And, and that is the, that's the, that's the foundation for it. And all of, all of the, the myriad of, of things we can talk about, of which there will be many, um, are all based on kind of that foundation. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that then, because in the healthcare industry, there is not a shortage of educational sessions out there, but really want to dig down to find out and just let our audience know what's different about an MGMA session. What is the evaluation like? What 
allows one session versus another to rise to the top and, and be on display there at an event. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at the root of the change um, at MGMA from our, our previous annual conference to our medical practice excellence conferences is, is rooted really in, in finding the, the stories or the, um, the, the processes and methodologies that people are using out there that are delivering very differentially excellent results. So if you walk into a provider organization today, be it a large health system or a small independent medical practice, um, care is being delivered every day. And I would argue quality care is being delivered every day. But there are groups out there that are doing things radically different and finding radically different results because of it. So what we've done in, 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 in going out and exploring, you know, who's doing these things differentially better, we've kind of trying to focus in on three things. The first is that whatever they're doing has measurable, excellent results tied to it. So that when we convey that content to our attendees at medical practice excellence, they see the type of results that can be gained by doing this. And, and if it's a place where groups are either struggling and they need to get better, or it's a place that groups are doing well, but can achieve excellence, we want to show them the path. And that's the second thing. What we want to do in these sessions is give them practical guidance. And that looks like tools and checklists and, and other work, you know, work plans and, and things that they can take away so they, they too can, can achieve those measurable differential results. Um, the third is the session has got to be interactive and it's got to be fun, right? So, um, you know, if you want to talk about um, how to improve AR and your revenue cycle, you know, that's not the most exciting <laughs> thing um, that people are really geared up to go do. But I will tell you that one of the sessions is about gamification of revenue cycle performance. That's fun. Like, let's talk about how to make um, collections, which is challenging and not something that somebody necessarily is dying to come to work to do every day, but how can we make collections something that's great for the, for the employee to do? And in doing so, makes it great for the organization to achieve outstanding results. So those are the things we're really looking forward to in, in content delivery this year. Right. You named one of them, the gamification uh, session, and uh, I was part of the evaluation process with you. We went over that one. So what are a couple of the other ones that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, the things that excite me are kind of the, the cutting edge stuff, right? So, um, you know, we've got a session on total cost of care 2.0, which is really cool because total cost, there's many groups out there who aren't even measuring total cost of care today. And so I think we'll rapidly get through kind of what, you know, the definition of total cost of care is, but in that conversation really have a, a what's next in total cost of care. So how do you take total cost of care measurements to payers and have differential conversations with them? How do you how do you measure how do you add to your measurement of total cost of care to get really at the, the full cost because there's so much that goes into that so that's that's one that I think is interesting I mentioned earlier in, in kind of the the value um, pathway um, or the strategies to 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 thrive in a value based world you know managing the fin financial transition from fee for service to value based care is is I I would say it's the thing that's on every practice's mind as they start to dabble in. Um, in these different pay, payer arrangements. And so I think that that session will, will show some analytic um, data and some tools, some data analysis tools that can show people, um, you know, I, when I was working in practice, it was, you know, we always use the analogy of one foot in one canoe and one foot in the other canoe, right? And keeping that balance. And I think 
this session will help to show people when they can lift the foot out of the fee-for-service canoe and, in, and fully into the value-based um, canoe, so to speak. And I think that's really exciting. Um, things like um, next generation of clinical integration. So for large health systems out there, um, you know, who, who are watching some of their partners during this time have challenges, right? Um, with, with cash flow and staying afloat. What does clinical integration look like at some of these um, bigger systems, not just health systems, but those who partner with private groups in their, um, in their communities? And I think that's one um, that will only get more and more important into these worlds that we walk into. Um, there's a lot more, um, you know, we'll have well over 50, 60 sessions um, that, that I think are, are great. And think, I haven't even talked about leadership development, um, which I think is a place at, at Medical Practice Excellence Conference for people to really practice Learn from learn from others about what they're doing as a as a leader in their organizations, um, and kind of embedding these these operational and strategic um, issues that they're wrestling with with how they demonstrate um, their leadership in in bringing these things home at, at their organizations. Right. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that happens at a at a huge event like this is, and particularly at MGMA, is there's a huge number of first time attendees. There's also that great network of MGMA veterans who have been to 10, maybe even 20 uh, annual conferences, or now they'll transfer that over to Impact. So how do you find the balance then that you have the right kind of content for these different groups, different people uh, that have different experience levels? Yeah. So we've wrestled this with this for a long time at MGMA, and I think this year we're, we're taking a bit of a different tact. And, and what we're saying is, if you're a first-time attendee to the Medical Practice Excellence Conference, or you've come to, like you said, a dozen MGMA events in the past, um, our expectation is that you're coming because you want to be, you want to learn about the best of the best. And so even if you've only been in practice for a year or two, we want to still show you the best of the best. And some of that's not going to be readily attainable for everybody, but certainly you will find demonstrations of excellence that even if you're a year into your career and as a practice administrator in a, in a small group in, in some place in the middle of the country, you're going to be able to take home things that will make that practice excellent, um, even though you, you're at the beginning of the career. Um, vice versa, somebody who's been in career for 25 plus years, um, we're going to show you something new. And we're going to show you a different way to tackle perhaps an age-old problem or perhaps new problems um, and make sure that that's something that's relevant for you. I, I work closely with MGMA's board of directors. And, and my barometer, since all of those folks are highly experienced in, in well into their careers and have demonstrated excellence throughout their careers at their organizations, I want to show them that, that this event and the content and the networking that we're going to produce is going to change them in their careers, in their organizations. And that's the bar we're reaching for. Yeah, that, one of the things that always excites me about a conference is the general session speakers. They can really raise the level of a, an entire event. We saw that last week with our operations conference online with some amazing general session speakers. So with Impact, do you know who you have on tap yet? Yeah, well, the good news is we got three or four um, already announced. But I think what's cool about this year's general session or keynotes is that we're going to take our attendees, our keynote attendees through a journey. And really, we're going to almost execute a, a SWOT analysis. Um, so really think about strategically how to use our general session speakers to kind of walk us through what they might do in their own practices on a SWOT analysis. So the first is on, on Sunday afternoon, um, we're going to work with uh, Tasha Yurik, who's a best-selling novelist and um, 
uh, coach and executive leader, um, consultant for, for uh, industries, both in healthcare and far and wide. She's going to talk about self-awareness. So what we want to do in a SWOT analysis, right, is internally look at our strengths and weaknesses. And, and I think that's an honest approach to kind of where your strengths and weaknesses are is the, is the place to start any exploration of learning. Right? Where do I have strengths? Where do I need to address some weaknesses? And how do I grow that? Right? And so kicking off the event with that we think is important. Um, the one we don't have contracted yet that we're going to work on is, is a view into our competitive landscape. Um, so again, if you're going to think about a SWOT analysis, you need to figure out where your opportunities and threats are as it relates to the market at large. Um, so we're going to explore kind of the competitive landscape then. Um, on, on Tuesday, um, we're going to work with Eric Wall, who's a a creative genius, um, a painter, um, a, a creative energy who's going to get up and show us about how in a world of chaos and where there's a million creative things we can all do, how do you focus and how do you distill the most important things so that you can harness creativity and be creative, but then deliver through that, right? Not something that's going to be impactful for you and your, your, your organization. And then we conclude on Wednesday with um, Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. Um, she is um, an amazing physician um, and one that really is, has honed in on pairing the digital patient experience with the, the holistic um, patient engagement. And, and I think what Dr. Swanson will tell us is that um, she will present a model for all of our folks to see what excellence looks like in, in taking a creative and different sort of strategy around digital health and digital patient engagement and really deliver differential excellent results so that we're sending all of our attendees away with a message of not just this is what it looks like, but now that you've attended MPAC, you have the path to do it, right? So here's what it can look like for your organization. Go back home, make it happen, um, be empowered, be, be inspired to, to do it. And that's, that's kind of what we're hoping to accomplish with our keynotes, our general yeah. sessions. I, I'm excited already. I'm ready to uh, go hear them speak now. So uh, for people who are listening, who want to know more about the show, where can they go? Can they, can they register at this point? What, wh yeah. where can you point them? Yeah. Registration's open. Uh, MGMA.com backslash events. Um, our events in, in October. So you'll find it under our October calendar, or you can just go direct, directly to medical practice excellence conference. Um, you'll find it all there at mgma.com backslash events. We're looking forward to seeing you there. All right. Well, before we sign off then, any final thoughts about impact while why healthcare professionals should look at attending, particularly this year with everything yeah. that's going on? It's a great question. And I know there's plenty of groups struggling out there right now with, you know, is, is learning and in going to a conference or an event, something that I can even do this year. Um, and some of that's a, a very real, do I have the money to, to do it? Can I, can I register? Can I pay to attend? Um, and, and can I travel, right? There's many organizations right now here, we said at the end of April, who are under travel ban and restrictions right now, and, and they can't come. Um, I think what MGMA has said um, in launching the conference is that learning, sharing these stories is, is hugely important, maybe now more so than ever. Um, and as a professional organization who's serving our industry, um, we need to be delivering these paths of excellence. And through this event, um, we need to get these messages, this content, these stories, and this experience into the hands of the communities. So um, we hope people can attend physically. Obviously, the networking that will be done there will be paramount. If you can't, virtually, 
um, so that again, the content of excellence is brought home to the medical groups now. And you said, maybe now more so than ever, we believe that's exactly right. Um, groups are, are, are struggling um, this year, maybe more so than ever. Um, and so our support to those groups through this event, I think will be paramount. Um, and we're looking forward to getting a, a lot of people together. Um, maybe the first time that a lot of people can get together um, and celebrate, um, talk about kind of our, our path to survival and, and better, how we rise above, how we deliver excellence. Um, and that's what we're hoping that people will come and join us with um, either in the face-to-face -face event or if they can't, then virtually. All right. Well, Andy, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts with us today. And thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to Nthrive for sponsoring this week's show. Also, thanks to our guest, Andy Swanson. To learn more or to register for the Medical Practice Excellence Conference, October 18th through 21st in San Antonio, Texas, visit mgma.com slash MPEC. For more information on MGMA's upcoming educational opportunities, visit mgma.com slash events. To keep up with the latest regarding the pandemic, be sure to visit mgma.com slash COVID. You can also connect with fellow members and healthcare peers at community.mgma.com. MGMA Insights is presented by Declan McGee, Rob Ketchum, and I'm Daniel Williams. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks. The popular buzzword we've been seeing everywhere is AI. But what we all want to know is how we can implement and use it to our advantage. When it comes to improving margins, accelerating cash flow, and optimizing staff performance, there's a one-stop shop using cloud-based predictive analytics. MGMA Analytics is your AI-enabled tool that upscales technology you've already been paying for, so you can silo your disparate systems and make data-backed business decisions. Visit mgma.com analytics and see how AI can revolutionize your finances in operations. Again, visit mgma.com slash analytics today.